before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Throw Deep Publishing. Throw Deep Publishing is adding new content every single month, including the kind of in-depth clinic talks you won't get anywhere else. This month features two new releases. First, Coach Tyler Maness gives us an almost six-hour clinic talk on the tight 3-4 defense. Coach Maness is the defensive coordinator at Southwest Florida Christian Academy and has simplified the day of Aranda defensive system for the high school level. Finally, Coach Jacob Gill talks for over six hours on the three-safety defensive scheme that's taking the game by storm. Coach Gill is the defensive coordinator of the defending Arkansas State champion Shiloh Christian Saints, and he goes into incredible depth and detail about the process of moving from the, a base 4-2-5 and adding a three-down, three-safety structure to the playbook without adding too much extra teaching. You'll find all this and more at throwdeeppublishing.com. Use the promo code PODCAST20 to get 20% off. That's PODCAST20, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-2-0 to get 20% off. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Well, today, guys, we've got a great special <laughs> We've got a special episode of the podcast today for what I've decided will be uh, my hundredth posting. Uh, I have got my number one fan, my wife, on the podcast today. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Obviously, she's not a football coach, but uh, I will let her introduce herself. Well, hello, everybody. I am Alyssa Schiffman. I am the Mrs. Schiffman to the Coach Schiffman. And yeah, we're going to talk about things football today i guess she's she's been bugging me to do this so i decided we'll we'll let her be the 100th episode so uh obviously she's not a coach but she is a football fan so why don't you tell everybody um some of your football um <laughs> what's the word i'm looking for here uh some of your football memories i guess get down dog some of your football memories and um who your favorite team is what I don't think it's any secret to anybody. My favorite team, we'll start there, is going to be the Green Bay Packers. And that has been a hot topic in our marriage and yes. our relationship from the very beginning. Um, being married to a Bears fan, I feel bad for him most days, um, but especially during football season. Um, yeah, he sighs because it's, it's tense around here. Um, even non-Packer Bear game days, it is dreadful to be married to a Bears fan um, because he spends many days angry and I spend many football Sundays in a good mood. Um, so he's shaking his head. I know people can't see that, but it's, it's tough. Um, but football memories. So I grew up um, with a single father. So for me, and I was always a daddy's girl. So football and sports in general was something I just always had in common with my dad and something that kept us, that was something we always had to talk about and something we had in common. So growing up for me, sports was always a big part of my life. Um, I remember very good memories of going to 
games and getting to go to County Stadium to watch the Brewers play and then also just watching the Packers play on Sundays was always a big part of growing up and it was something that my dad and I had in common that maybe my sister didn't that I could talk about football and I could talk about baseball with my dad and that kept our relationship strong as well so growing up that was always a big part of my life and still is and yeah your your sister definitely is not a (laughs) I think she watches the game but she doesn't you are actually, when you watch games, you actually ask questions and are somewhat knowledgeable of what's going on. Well, it's true, somewhat knowledgeable of what's going on and can follow a game, whereas your your sister, and not not to be mean, but it's just, it's just there. Right. It's just on the TV. And again, for me, it was always something like that was the way I communicated to my dad and something that I could have that kept, you know, that that we had in common sure. that was fun to do so yeah um so it was always a big part of my life and now is still a big part of my life obviously after meeting and marrying you and well and the, the one thing we found out this a couple weeks ago or not even a couple weeks ago maybe last week when the nfl released its schedule our first wedding anniversary the chicago bears will host the green bay packers so uh that's gonna be a very very tense one year wedding anniversary but um either way we'll we'll make the best of it and enjoy our time yeah we're gonna have to try to go to the game we'll see that'll that'll be during football season so it'll be it'll be tough um you kind of alluded to it obviously you're, you're married now to a football coach let's let's discuss a little bit how because now you've been through a full You've been through many, many experiences already now as a as a football spouse. You've been through a season um, as as a non non married. Then you've been through a COVID season, married, and then you've been through a spring season as married. So tell me a little bit about um, how you were able to handle those things and what you know what what you enjoyed about it and what you didn't like about it i mean what let's let's be honest let's go through because it was i mean obviously you've had three very different experiences and and for those listening who obviously there's a lot of you that don't know Alyssa, she is a very good football spouse she understands things she gets it um but yeah so go ahead let me let you go ahead and answer the the question Yeah. So I guess going all the way back to the first season. So we had just started dating. Um, I want to say we started, we started dating literally two weeks, two weeks before fall camp started at Lake Forest. So, So, I mean, we started at probably the, we started dating at the worst possible time to try to start a relationship. (laughs) So I think once we got through that, the rest was pretty easy. Um, I want to say it was like our so we'd been dating maybe three months and I went to see your first game and that was a very strange experience to you know be in a brand new relationship with someone and then watch him screaming and yelling and seeing a very different side of him on the sidelines watching me work that's how I work exactly but I had only got to know the the soft mushy Tony and then to see him as coach Schiffman on the sideline yelling and being angry was a very different experience and then shortly after that I met his family for the first time um, also at a football game he said I won't be able to introduce you but go meet my family Um, they'll be sitting there and here's what they look like so 
I literally met his family in the stands of a football game. I, and yeah, but I told my family the same thing, so it wasn't I wasn't trying to alienate you. They, no. they knew the same thing. But again, so we had very unique experience right from the beginning that all kind of centered around football and being a football significant other and now a football wife um then that led into you know the season was amazing and getting to go to games and I loved that part of it and getting to be on the sidelines and watching him work um the more I got to see him in his element I guess um and then that season ended recruiting started and that was a totally different beast also I mean with him not being around and not being here um but yeah, I figured once we got, but we weren't living together no, at no, the no. time either. No, but I figured once we got through that, everything would be fine. And yeah. then COVID happened. Um, and at that point we were living together. Um, we had, yeah. I mean, the one good thing to come out of COVID is that's when we decided as soon as we knew that COVID happened <laughs> and the season was canceled is when we decided to get married. Well, so. <laughs> we knew well, let's, we, we were planning on getting married either way, but we decided let's, let's push things up a little bit and yeah COVID allowed us both time right. that we likely would never have otherwise so right. for us COVID did bring us that um it meant Tony was going to be home a lot more often which also allowed us to get a puppy um so <laughs> um yeah I mean getting to see all kind of three very different seasons has been different um yeah but yeah I mean it's been fun all along the way I mean I love getting to see this side of Tony, um, but of also of the sport too. I mean, I get to see it from a very different angle um, than most people would experience from. And mm -hmm. yeah, I love getting to see them as kind of an extension of my family and all the players of that as well. And um, yeah, I was always excited about that. And now getting to be a part of that is, is really fun for me. Yeah. Well, and you were always, again, like I said, you were a good, a good football spouse. You were, we had discussed having, obviously we weren't able, we weren't able to do it, but having guys over and, and being able to do those things that you kind of see um, on social media and stuff, but you know, you, you made them cookies every week this year yeah. um, and they enjoyed that. And that's unfortunately one of the, one of the downfalls of being my wife is that I'm very superstitious. So they will need cookies every week now until, until with the end of the year. So she she knows that she's very excited about that. But they have to have M and M's. Yeah, well they can change, they can adapt. <laughs> but yeah, she, I I mean, I, I think you handled things very well. I mean, there were for as stressful as the last what eighteen months have been. Two years, not two years. Eighteen months have been. Um, you know, you handled it pretty well for a guy that had to wake up at three 30 in the morning and sometimes wasn't getting home till seven o'clock at night. And, and so, um, you know, you did, you did, you did a good job with that. Um, so I commend you on that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about this just a second ago at breakfast, but let's, let's hear, let's hear your, um, we've got to talk. Obviously she's a Packers fan and, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of Packers drama going on. And, and so she's very opinionated. So let's, let's hear your, um, your Aaron Rodgers thoughts uh because you had some earlier so i want to hear what what you think about the whole aaron Rodgers situation well and he's just being kind right now I, I, I told him my opinion on all of this and he said i love how you're telling me things i already know as if i don't already know them and i was like just humor me and tell me i'm right so um no i mean my opinion is that he's gonna stay with the team and okay. 
get his way, I guess, one way or another, which I think we both agree his way is having people fired, mm-hmm. which is maybe not the best thing. Cause once a quarterback has that kind of control over a team, um, I think that can be dangerous for the team mm-hmm. um, and doesn't set a good precedent for the rest of the players or quarterbacks to come. And that that's my opinion. I think he's going to stay on the team. Okay. I don't know that people are going to get fired, but they'll make sacrifices in other ways, I guess. Okay. All right, but why 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 is he going to stay on the team? You you were giving me some some spiel early. Remember about the the Aaron Rodgers scenario with with quarterbacks. Well, I think what I said is I don't think he realizes, or I think he's forgotten that the way he got on the team was he was drafted as a court as a backup quarterback for Red Favre, and I think he needs to keep that into perspective. That- yeah you know, they brought on another quarterback because they had to. He's not going to be around forever and they need a backup quarterback at some point. So what if he is around forever? He's not going to be. I mean, we all think he's the greatest of all time and that he's going to live forever and play forever. But realistically, no, that's not going to happen. And we also have to remember, we all felt this way about Brett Favre as Packer fans. Yes. Back in that time. And that quickly faded. Yes. After, you know. So you'll still, so you'll still be a Packers fan if Aaron Rodgers is gone? Of course, like my blood is green and gold, but I will Sadly. always be a Packer fan and that will never change. If anything, I'm going to get you to become a Packer fan versus me not becoming My a wife fan. seems to think that she can get me to become a Packers fan, which will never happen. I will forever be a Bears fan. As much as I complain about them on Twitter, as much as I complain about them on social media, they are always going to be my team. And Bears fans, true Bears fans live um, to enjoy the mediocrity of the Chicago Bears and they will always let you down. Yes. Uh, but we always come back like a idiot. And I know that and I respect that about you. you. And I, I honestly would probably be upset if you left being a Bears fan to yeah. become a Packer fan because it would show that you just have, you know. I'm not a bandwagon fan. Right. So I appreciate that you are hanging on for dear life. Thank you as terrible as they are thank you i appreciate it and you could come over to a super bowl winning you know team and instead you just stick with the bears so i mean again i commend you on your that's my team support um let's let's talk a little bit because obviously during covid you were you were forced to watch a little bit more football than 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 normal um (laughs) don't know uh there was always trying to find a game on and, and trying to watch those things um, when you, when you watch a game as a, obviously a non-coach, non-interested party, what, what do you, what do you look for? What do you watch when you watch a football game? You know, I'm just curious because you are, you could obviously complain and get up and go in the other room and whatever, but you sit and kind of chug through it so what 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 sort of things do you watch do you notice when you watch a football game and to be fair I love watching football it is when we watch a lot and when I say we Tony watches a lot of football games that he's probably seen about 15 times as I'm sure many of you have God love the the Big Ten Network 1986 we already know who won the game I don't get it I don't understand why we're watching it just because we just because we know who wins the game doesn't mean we've seen the game well which is a good uh segue into how I watch a game which is I watch very big picture it's very much 
I'm watching who's making the big plays, who's getting a touchdown, mm-hmm. who's winning the game. When I watch you watch it and you're drawing out plays and you're watching it from a much more detailed level. Um, so, and I mean, that's, I think, again, the difference between a coach and just a fan mm-hmm. of the game is I'm not watching it for those tiny little details. Like I'll watch bad calls and I understand what's going on with those bad calls yeah. or with the good calls. Um, but again, I'm not watching it from a detailed level. I probably pay a little bit more attention to the offensive line now than I ever have in my life. As you um, should. Because <laughs> I probably, sorry, no offense, didn't notice them before. Okay. Um, <laughs> and now I'm forced to and I want to because I want to. Know. I don't force you to no, watch no. the offense. I force, my, I force myself to just because I want to know what, you're doing but um yeah no i again i watch it at a much bigger picture level sure than you and even when i go to your games again i'm watching your team at a big picture level the big plays and i'm watching you on the sideline and i can usually tell from your reaction whether it was a good play or a bad play (laughs) yeah um but i probably wouldn't know just by watching so okay okay all right, well, here's the question you've all been waiting for, and she's been preparing for this for six months, and she's got her phone with her notes on it, so she's cheating. But uh, if you could if you could put together a Mount Rushmore, my love, who would be on your five-man Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen? Well, so I had to make this a complete hacker. Yes. So that's why I had to do my research and see who were the greatest offensive linemen in Packers history. Okay. So you're, I, this is a, you're going to get argued with about this. People are going to argue on, on Twitter over this, just FYI. Well, and there was quite an extensive list. So I picked out my favorites and <coughs> um, the ones that I knew yeah. um, from this list. So I am sure I am just butchering who should be on this Mount Rushmore, but this is mine. All right, everyone. So Jerry Kramer. Okay. It's a good one. David Bakhtiari, who was not on the list, but I think should be on the list. David Bakhtiari is, yes, he will eventually, when he's done playing, he will be on the list of all-time greatest Packer offensive linemen. Also got the Packers to be involved in Pitch Perfect. Was that David Bakhtiari? That was Bakhtiari, who was a part of that, um, was one of the people behind that. So for that reason alone, I think he deserves some credit. Okay. Um, And Chad Clifton. Okay. My top three here. Okay. And four. Number four, the greatest center in all time history would be Tony Schiffman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that is a Mount Rushmore of all Mount Rushmores. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I like that one. There you go. The, 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 the couple on there are good, so that's, that's very good. All right. Yeah. Just... I can't tell you where they went to college. <laughs> can't tell you their greatest play, how many times they've been in a You don't know Jerry Kramer's greatest play? Uh the ice bowl <laughs> sure oh boy we gotta for my wife saying she's a packers fan we gotta give her some some packers knowledge about the ice bowl and jerry kramer's I know part what the ice bowl was jerry but... kramer was the reason they won the ice bowl i gotta do some reading oh boy yeah you do <laughs> boy okay well this has been fun. This was this was not your normal podcast experience with me, uh, but uh, I appreciate my wife coming on, and thank you very much. <laughs> my goal was to get him to cry. I think we're close. <laughs> we're close. No, we're not going to cry. So um, <laughs> you can find her on Twitter. What what is your Twitter handle? She's she's not very active. Most of the time, it's just me tweeting at her when she does 
funny things or I'm trying to embarrass her. But or I make comments on, it's or, usually me making comments on football of things I don't understand, yeah, like, like what the MAC like is. Like what the MAC conference is. So if you can go back and find her rendition of the MAC conference, I suggest you do. But what <laughs> what is your Twitter handle? I believe it's Ms. Coach Shipman. Because at at, Ms. at Coach. Ms. Coach Shipman. Not yeah. Mrs. because no, it doesn't fit. It's apparently. not enough characters. Um, so I'm Ms. Coach Shipman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can find her there, guys. Uh, other than that, she doesn't do much on Twitter, but uh, she will drop in the line every now and again. But uh, thank you for coming on, yeah. wife. I appreciate you. I, I do contribute some questions. She does, actually. She gives some good questions for not only the podcast, but actually the the, the hog football chat, too. So um, she drops every now and again a really good one. So thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Nice to meet you all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.